Okay, welcome to another episode of No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by myself, Scott Marshall. So thank you, Dana, for coming on the show. So for the audience, um, could you just give a brief intro of who you are and what you currently do? Well, um, my name is Dana Bradley. I currently live in North Alabama. I've been, um, I have two kids, um, one that's 19, one soon to be six, one soon to be 17. And I have a husband, we'll be married 28 years um, in June 10th. And um, currently during COVID of March of 2020, I decided um, to have the mindset of losing weight. Um, during COVID, there were a lot of things going on around the world and it could have broke me and challenged me. Instead, I had a really bad health call from my doctor and needed to make a change. So over three years time, I've lost 154 pounds through healthier eating habits, nutrition, exercise, and running and lifting weights. Wow. So that that's a hell of a lot of weight to shift in such a short time. Yes, yeah, so it's been a long three years, but a very rewarding three years. Okay, so let's talk about the very start of your journey, you know, receiving the, the worrying phone call. So what was your emotions and, you know, the mindset of receiving that call? Well, um, my doctor wanted to see me to go over lab work. And so I made an appointment to go in his office and we sat down to go over all my labs. They were very bad. Um, I was type two diabetic. I was suffering with um, hypothyroidism. I had sleep apnea. I had high cholesterol of just about 400. I had high blood pressure. Um, I had fibromyalgia that was just starting. I had a multitude of problems adding up and they were not getting any better. My doctor told me I needed to make some changes because the scale was tipping 284. I had had too many strokes when I was in my thirties. I was 35. I had too many strokes and I needed to get right because I could leave my kids without a mom. And um, that, that moment in time when I left his office, I was in tears because I did not want to leave my kids. I wanted to see them grow up. I wanted to see them go to college. I wanted to see them get married, have children, have grandkids. I wanted to live. I was tired of existing. And um, I, I just had to think things through and realize what I needed to do and I needed to get healthy. And at that point in time, that was the switch that went off that I needed. Yeah. And, you know, from that moment, so what was the first steps that you took? Well, um, I, I went ahead and located a dietitian through my husband's insurance. And during COVID, you know, you couldn't go see um, anybody because yeah. shortly after that, the doors closed down. For everything but emergencies. So I looked, you know, I looked upon my husband's insurance to get in touch with a dietitian that could help me kind of go over some healthier habits that I could stick with. Um, and I went ahead and did that, found one that I was able to talk to about eating healthier. I actually got on my daughter's tablet and start looking up YouTube videos on exercises, things that I could do to start out with. And I went ahead and found a couple videos that I looked to 
got up that next morning and started to exercise. And the exercising at first didn't go very well because I, I could not really get into it. And I was struggling. I was struggling very much so to do the length of the video, but I knew I had to. So about 10 minutes after being in the video, I, um, I kind of broke down a little bit because I couldn't do it. And I was very frustrated. I was very upset with myself. And then I just, you know, I realized I had to get up and finish the video and the video was not very long. It was under 30 minutes, but I knew I had to do it. Um, later on that day, I began walking and it was just up and down my driveway, but it was better than sitting on a couch, better than sitting in a recliner. So I, I started doing those types of things. I went into my refrigerator. I went into my pantry. I got rid of every thing that I loved and desired to eat. I got rid of all my Coca-Colas and I just had to start making those changes. And I, I've never looked back. Yeah. And, you know, during that process, so how did your, your family adapt to you making big changes within your, your personal life, you know, at home? It was not very, it was not very easy. It was a very rough, rough time. Um, to be honest, my family, we were always used to cooking together. My husband's a very big pastry bakes all the time, loves to cook. And so, you know, things like that, were very important in our lives. You know, we, things were surrounded around the kitchen, um, eating together and making foods together. And so going and making these healthier choices was a very big change and challenge to all of us. Um, you know, my, my son was getting healthy. You know, my daughter started eating better. Um, I stopped bringing junk into the house and, um, they kind of just basically went with it because they really had no choice. Um, you know, I wasn't wanting to make two meals. We were, you know, we were eating a lot alike, but it was very challenging because, you know, you really have to find support. Um, when you go through this, a lot of people aren't willing to change with you when you start going through the, these motions of, of movement and change. And that's the one thing I tell everyone is, you know, make sure people are on board with the changes, you know, that you're going to make. If not, you need to just go ahead and have that powerful mindset to do it by yourself. If those are not, you know, if those that are with you, not ready to commit to the same thing you are, but it was a very big challenge. You know, now it's a little bit easier than it used to be because we, you know, they have seen me eat the way I have for, for years now. And, um, and they're adjusting, um, you know, um, every now and then, you know, my daughter will have, you know, some of those favorite snacks of hers and stuff like that. And, you know, to me, it's easier to go buy things like that. Cause I know I'm not going to eat those. I, I don't eat that way anymore. So it doesn't bother me to look at them or go to the grocery store and buy some things, you know, that they like to indulge in because I don't eat that way anymore. My mindset is completely different. And I look back to where I was and where I never want to be again. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And you know, at the start of your journey, if you had a certain type of food, that was probably the hardest one to give up at the start of your journey. What what was it? The the hardest thing to give up were my Coca-Colas. Yeah. I was big into sugar. I loved the carbonation. I loved just the the sweetness. 
And that was the one thing that I had to give up. I was consuming so much sugar by drinking soft drinks. It was consuming me. It was making me sluggish. It was causing my blood sugar to rise. And it, you know, I I didn't realize that putting so much sugar in my body could make me feel so bad. Yeah. And by giving up a lot of that sugar and my soft drinks and giving up a lot of fried foods, I started going to baked foods grilled foods. Um, I stopped, you know, eating highly processed foods. And I noticed over time that, you know, not only was I getting healthier, but I was also, my gut health was also changing. I had more energy. I could tell things, you know, in the past were were not the same. Um, You know, I can, you know, I could go to eating something and know right off the bat that it wasn't good for me because it would affect my gut health. So changing all those things, um, the main thing that was the hardest for me to do was giving up my soft drinks. And once I was able to do that, all the other stuff was kind of, kind of easier going forward. And obviously you mentioned earlier that your, the very first time you were doing a YouTube video, and after 10 minutes, you know, you were in turmoil. Um, but, you know, from that moment, when when did you first start to see progression within yourself, within um, exercise? Um, I, I would get up and do the videos. I started doing them five days a week. And I started walking every day. I did not really have any kind of days where I rested. I would increase my cardio Every day for the first five days when I did that, I would go to different videos. I would start walking and I went from one mile to two miles to three miles till eventually I was getting up to a very brisk, fast walk. I knew I wanted to become a runner. I had seen many people run down my road and in the park and on the track at the local high school. And I wanted to be able to do those things. And I knew I had to get the weight down to be able to do those without risking injury to myself. So I would say probably within a month's time, I started incorporating weight training into my videos. And I noticed the first month that I had noticed my one of my, my sizes had gone down, my waist had gone down. I noticed I had more energy. You know, I, I was feeling better. I, I was sleeping better. Yeah. I was forward to getting up and doing that movement. I, um, I I could see all these changes coming about me and I liked what I was seeing. And so I did not want to stop. I wanted to continue moving forward because I knew that moving forward would just be better results and more rewarding. And so I would say the first month was really the hardest month, but I was able to see the turning point and Within several months, I I was seeing some big, big changes um, in my overall weight, in my overall lab work, in my overall sleeping patterns, um, my endurance to withstand the activities I was doing. I was no longer tired. I was no longer sleeping during the day, taking naps. I had more energy than I had ever had. And I think, you know, with healthy eating, along with exercising and incorporating that into my daily routine, that that really helped boost not only my energy, but it also helped with my health, my well-being um, mentally as well. Yeah. And then obviously you, way back at the start of your journey, you you were in the doctor's office and you were going over these lab results. And then 
you know, now you've lost so much weight, you know, you're a totally different person. And, you know, what has the, the doctors, um, basically, what have they said about this? Because it's a uh, miracle, you know. My, my doctor, you know, had to look at, when I finally went back to my doctor for lab work, um, you know, after I had, had been away for a while and during COVID and stuff, I had actually went not long ago and had my just routine yearly physical and he had to look at my chart twice because he didn't recognize who I was. And so he did my lab work and, you know, um, he told me, you know, that my lab work, I had reversed my type two diabetes. I had reversed my hypothyroidism. I no longer suffer from high cholesterol. I have a normal blood pressure. I no longer have to sleep with a machine to be able to breathe at night. I no longer have signs of fibromyalgia and my back issues have resolved. I've got none of those issues. It's almost kind of like I was reborn and you know, given a second chance at life due to the changes I've made. No, absolutely. And, you know, for yourself, you, you speak a lot about mindset, you know, for your, your own self, your personal opinion. Where does mindset and exercise come into play? Um, our mindset is our superpower. It can make us or break us. And you have to have a powerful mindset in believing that you can endure the journey before going into something like this. And I had to believe in myself and know that it was possible. I had felt stuck for many years thinking that I would, you know, would never get healthy, that I would never be able to exercise. I couldn't, I would never be able to run. I was told all those things. Um, you know, doctors told me I, I shouldn't do a lot of the things as far as running. I should watch exercise, lifting weights because I could injure myself. And that's because I was a big woman um, and losing weight and eating healthier and just exercising, you know, helped me so much. Um, it helped my mindset, but I, I always tell people, you know, whenever they're going through a journey, whether it's, you know, weight loss, whether it's a career or relationship, anything like that, just in life, I think you have to, to be positive. I think you have to have a positive mindset that you can do something that, you know, our mindset is our greatest asset. Like I said, our greatest superpower, we're in charge of our own well-being, and mindset is where it starts. If you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to do it. But if you believe in yourself and you know that it's possible and you have that positive mindset moving forward, then anything's possible. No, absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. And for yourself, uh, Dana, mm -hmm. who along your journey has been your, your role model? Like someone who has really been by your side, really inspiring, really pushed you on to achieve greater things. Well, if, if you have one or two, I really um, have listened and read a lot of David Goggins books and a lot of his videos. Um, you know, he's been through hell and back and, you know, he doesn't give up and, you know, he's very raw and real and, you know, he's, he, he's almost, almost kind of like a drill sergeant in my ear when I needed it. Um, you know, of course, you know, 
God was in my life as well, going through my journey with me, um, you know, without guidance and support um, that I felt from him, you know, I would have never been able to make it. But David Goggins, you know, was a very um, big part of my journey just because, um, you know, he speaks, he speaks to me just the positive attitude that he has about everything. Um, you know, he's gone through a lot of things that I've gone through with people and haters and, you know, you wouldn't think you have those when it comes to a journey, but you do, you, you realize who people are, um, when push comes to shove that, um, who's there for you and who's not there for you. And, it's very important in, in your journey to have support. It's very important in your journey to have, you know, a role model that you can listen to or focus on to get you through those tough times. And um, he was one of those. I mean, I, I like Tony Robbins and, you know, I, I listen to a lot of um, former things that uh, Greg Plitt has had. Um, he was a very, um, he was a very good um fitness role model as well. But, um, you know, I, I think pretty much David Goggins and Tony Robbins and just general, um, going through life, um, life's life's journeys, um, both of those together, you know, helped me a whole lot. Yeah. And if I could ask you, what would be your favorite exercise to do now compared to previously when you'd never exercised at all my favorite thing to do is to run right. I love I um I do it every day um I, I don't take a rest day I know some people think that's wrong but I try to run six miles every day and I love bleacher workouts I love um running at the track and having bleacher workouts um I love working out my legs and I love working my shoulders um, a lot. Um, and those are my two favorite things probably to do, but running has taken me a lot of places and um, without it, I, I don't know, you know, I, I think I would just be upset if I didn't get the chance to run again, because that's yeah. a very big everyday part of my life. I love being outdoors. I love the energy it gives me. I, it's the best therapy in the world. It's the best antidepressant, best medicine, the best therapist there could ever be. Just, just me being outdoors and God's beauty and running is what I love to do the most. Yeah. And then in your fitness journey, when did you incorporate running into your plan? Well, I had lost about 50 pounds at first before I started running and jogging. Um, I needed to make sure that my knees could stand the journey of running. I need to make sure that my back was good enough so that I wouldn't injure it. I was always afraid, you know, if I had another bulging disc or herniated something that I wouldn't be able to walk because that, that was my doctor's suggestion at first. You know, he did not like the fact of me running because he said, you know, your bulging disc and your one herniated disc and the start of arthritis in your back doesn't look good. And over time, you know, losing weight 
and strength training made me a lot stronger. And I, I think by losing weight at first, it made my running journey much, much easier. I'm not saying that running is easy. Running is hard for some people. It was very hard for me at first because I wanted to be out there and just go and do it. But I had to do it in intervals. I had to start jogging first and I would jog for 30 to 60 seconds and I would go ahead and, and walk fast and then go another 30, 60 seconds until I was getting up to a good jog. And then finally my jogging became running and I've never looked back. Yeah. And then when you go outside running, do you listen to music at all or do you just run and listen to the traffic, people round about? I love listening to music. I love things that get me moving and get my blood pumping. Um, I I have a bunch of music on my phone that I listen to, and um, I love uh, all kinds of music. I love um, anything with a fast beat, and it just depends on the given day that I'm having. Um, whether I've had a bad day, I put in my hard music, my hardcore music. And whether I just want it to be, you know, a carefree day of running, I will put in some of my slower music. But I do run with music. I, I've i only run a couple times without music when my earbuds have gone dead. And I don't like it that much. But um, I do, I do love music. I, I think it, it helps me with my running and helps me, helps me stay focused. No, um, I would absolutely agree. Running with music or listening to, you know, a podcast or an audio book, it certainly helps, takes the mind off that you're actually out there running, you know. Yes, it does make the time go by a little bit faster too, especially on days when you're struggling to, to get that, that mileage in, you know, sometimes you just need that extra push and, um, you know, my music helps me get there. And I have listened to podcasts before. I do prefer to listen to music a lot though, but yeah, I, um, I can't imagine not running without music. I have before. I don't care for it much, but I like to be able to lift with music and I like to be able to run with music. Okay. So now we've discussed your favorite types of exercise and, you know, running with music so let's talk on the flip side, the B side. Let's talk about, you know, the things you don't like to do within the exercise environment. What would be the worst type of exercise if you have one? Um, I'm trying to think. I probably, I'm not... I'm not real big into my arms, like, you know, working my biceps and my triceps too much. Um, but I do, they're not my favorite exercises. Um, but sometimes I will incorporate, um, some boxing and stuff with that, um, just to kind of, um, to help me with my cardio and help me with some strength training. But, you know, I don't really say I have an exercise I don't like. I like to be able to, to work all areas of my body and like to strength train it. But lifting is to me is very therapeutic and fun. I used to lift a long, long, long time ago before I ever had kids with my husband. And, um, you know, I, I had missed that for so many years, but I can't really say that there's one exercise I don't particular particularly like or don't like. Um, I think, you know, you have to have an abundance of all of it to, to make your body come together the way you want it. Yeah. And then 
let's go back on to nutrition. So after you've done a workout, what would be your post-snack workout, your favourite snack if you have one? Um, I love eggs. I love almonds. I love pistachios. Um, I usually, you know, we'll, we'll do some hard-boiled eggs sometimes. I love um, after a good run, sometimes I will eat some cheese and I will eat some turkey sausage bits um, that I have that I carry, you know, with me um, on my runs. But normally after my workouts in the morning, I love to go to my breakfast and my breakfast can be egg muffins that I make for myself or a hard-boiled egg or two, some yogurt um, with some granola. I just switch things up yeah. all the time. I'm not repeatedly doing the same thing and get tired of the same thing. I like to switch things up, but whatever I do, I always make sure I have good protein. I think it's very good to have a good amount of protein. That's one thing I learned over my journey is to make sure that you're, you're taking in enough protein. I didn't want to lose muscle mass while I was losing weight. A lot of people that lose weight, sometimes lose it the wrong way. Sometimes they lose it fast and they don't get that protein that their body needs. And I didn't want to be a flabby fat. I wanted to be toned and muscular and I didn't want to lose the muscle that I knew I had underneath all of that fat. I just wanted to make sure I maintained what I had so that I wouldn't lose it. And by eating good amounts of protein, watching my fats and, you know, and watching my carbs at first, what I did, um, you know, I, I think that's really, really important. Now I, you know, I consume a lot, you know, a lot more carbs now because I need them for the endurance of my workouts, but I always make sure protein um, is key. And I always make sure that I get enough protein just because yeah. I, I want to continue to build muscle mass, keep what I have, build if I can build more. And, um, you know, it helps me stay full. It helps me, you know, helps me get through the day without snacking a whole lot. And I reach for healthier options now. No. And then, you know, going back to a point you made there, you, you said that you always, you know, after a run, you have your breakfast. So do you always do your cardio first thing in the morning without an empty, you know, on an empty stomach? Um, sometimes in the morning, a lot of times in the morning, I will get up and have my coffee. I, I love to have my morning cup of coffee yeah. and I will drink my coffee. And then a lot of times, you know, I will add some amino acids to my water and drink that along with my workout. Sometimes I will do it after my workout. It just kind of depends um, how my body is feeling from the day before. Um, I want my muscle um, tissues to, you know, be rebuilt and I want them to there to be recovery on them. So I think it's important to have those um, added in to your daily routine as well. But I usually exercise on an empty stomach. Usually when I get done, I'm starving, but that leaves me to go to my protein, my eggs, my turkey, bacon, turkey sausage, whatever I'm going to have that morning. Um, and it helps me. Yeah. And obviously you mentioned, uh, you know, the start of the show um, today that you sought out, you know, advice from a dietitian. Do you still see a dietitian or do you feel you're comfortable now? Um, I, had a, 
I had a dietitian for um, once a month for about three to four months is when I talked to her and it was just kind of through the internet um, since you couldn't really see another person. Um, and, you know, there were questions when we went back and forth with, you know, things that I could do to make things better, you know, different um, alternatives versus what I was eating and what I was using in my foods, you know, to cook with, um, you know, overall, um, I've learned a lot through research. I'm actually going through, you know, more certifications right now for CPT training, behavioral coaching. Um, I actually help, um, coach and mentor others on weight loss. I've done that for a little over a year and a half now, and I've had a very big success success rate with my clients that I have. And so I'm just moving forward in and taking the knowledge I've learned from her and um, through my schooling to bring it forward to people so I can help them in many ways where they think that it's impossible. Yeah. And, you know, that's a very good point. You know, obviously you've went through uh, a journey and then now you are actually giving advice to other people, which is amazing. Well, a lot of people have told me that I'm different than the ordinary health coach or mentor. And I ask them why. And they tell me, you know, because you've been through the journey, you were at your heaviest, you've went through all these obstacles and all these changes that we're about to go through. And we can resonate with that. There's nothing like getting in touch with a dietitian or a health coach who's never had health problems, who's never had overweight issues or had, you know, had issues with their weight or even training or getting healthy. And so to be on the other side of that, knowing where I was and where I'm at now, I feel I can better help those along their journeys because I've been through those same trials and tribulations that they're going through or that they're going to go through. No, absolutely. And, you know, um, let me see. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So if you could give us some tips for staying motivated and consistent within our health and fitness goals, what would it be, Dana? I would say always believe in yourself and believe in the journey you're about to take. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be probably the hardest challenge of your life. But the main thing is to stay motivated. Find out what motivates you. Find out your reason why you want to get healthy. Let it be for yourself. If you want to be here for your family, your kids, let it let them be the reasons why you want to get healthy. Let them drive you and motivate you to stay consistent. Being consistent and doing something every day, whether you want to or not, is key. Consistency is key. I don't care. You don't have to be perfect at anything you do as far as exercises. You could be close, but you want to make that progress. And I always say it's progress over perfection and just to stay driven and find find something that you love to do and do it and whether it's lifting weights whether it's walking whether it's running whether it's jogging whether it's swimming whether it's cycling find something that you can stick with and be consistent with and bring that to your every day along with being healthy um, healthier eating healthier and maintaining healthier eating habits because i always tell people 
the journey is not meant to be lived for one season. This is your life. This needs to be lifelong. It needs to be a lifestyle change, or you'll never, ever get to the other side where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more, uh, Dana. So for yourself, you know, obviously you've came through this amazing journey. So would you ever consider for yourself maybe writing a book on this? I am in the process of doing that now. It's been a long time in coming, but there's so many things that have gone through the last several months um, that I'm incorporating into the chapters of my book. So eventually I will have a book. I'm not um, sure exactly when it's going to be completed, but it's getting there. And, um, you know, I hope it'll be a survival guide for someone one day who's battling what I was going through. And, and hopefully by reading my book, when I do finally get it written and published, maybe, you know, it, it will, you know, light up a light bulb in someone's head and, and save them, you know, and, and help them along the way that, you know, I, I wanted to, I, I didn't have a lot of support during my journey and I want to give others hope. I, I think we all can use a lot of hope. Um, I think if you believe in yourself and you're not willing to quit and say, you've got this and do it, um, I think we we can all we can all be inspired by someone. Um, you know, David Goggins inspired me. Greg Plitt inspires me when I look at his his older material. Tony Robbins inspires me. You know, when I look at the people that inspire me, I want to be one of those people when they read my book that inspires someone else, that encourages someone else who may be going through this in their life be like you know I think I can do this you know she did this I think I can too I think that would be very important and I think that would touch my heart and fill my cup more than anything yeah absolutely and you know what advice would you give to someone if they were starting their, their journey for the very first time tomorrow I would say to them it's going to be tough you're going to have moments when you feel defeated. You're going to want to give up on yourself, but you have to just keep going. You have to find it in yourself to keep going. Know your reasons why. Even if you don't know your reasons why right then and there, you're going to have your reasons why pop up over time. It's not about losing the weight. It's about the life you gain after losing the weight. Um, you know, my family and I went hiking yesterday, and it's the first time I went hiking in a very long time. And I was not winded. I was not gassed out. I was not nervous. I was not fearful of climbing, going down or uphill. I wasn't afraid of any of that. Many years ago, I would have been completely frantic. I would have had anxiety and panic attacks. I would just tell people, make sure that you have support going forward, whether it be a best friend, whether it be your spouse, whether it be someone in or in your home or away from your home, make sure you have someone that can be there for you when times get tough, when you need that, that mental push of you've got this, you can do it. Make sure you have that because it's a very hard journey if you don't. 
and I've lived it, gone through it. And I don't, um, I don't think that anyone needs to go through it alone. And just tell everyone, you know, that wants to start their journey. You have to start somewhere, get up in the morning. I don't care if it's 30 minutes early, get up in the morning and make something happen for yourself. Self-care is very important. It's not selfish. What's selfish is holding back and not giving the people that love you the best part of you. Yeah. Excuse me. So you brought up an interesting point there about self-care. So on, you know, daily habits, how how much time would you give yourself self-care to think about your, your mental health if you do that on a daily occurrence? Um, every, every morning I, I get up in the morning, I have my coffee. I usually write in my journal about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. I, I get what's on my mind. I write a little bit about going forward in my book. I do, I start my exercise, I start my cardio exercises and my strength training. And, um, that to me is very much self-care in the morning. I will run usually mid-afternoon or later in the afternoons. That's my me time. That's my self-care time. That's me building on myself. And then, you know, the occasional every two weeks, I may go get a a pedicure or a manicure or something like that just to, um, you know, just to relax. But mentally getting up in the morning and writing in my journal really, really helps me set the day. Um, and you know, I feel like I'm winning daily when I can go ahead and put my feelings down on paper and I, I post affirmations on my Facebook page and, you know, I just, um, to me, bringing forth what I'm feeling to other people, you know, is very important, you know, to me. Um, I, I want others to know that taking care of themselves, whether it be exercising every morning and getting up before everyone else does, or going out for a run or going for a bike ride, you know, or just getting out and going, you know, just for a simple 30 minute walk, that is perfect self-care that helps someone mentally so much um, kind of cancels out the outside noise they might be feeling or they might be having around them. Uh, it's just, to me, it's very important, you know, to get out and, um, through my journey mentally, spiritually, physically, I've learned so much along the way, but the mental journey is the, the most difficult journey, but the most rewarding journey that you will ever go through, whether, like I said, it be weight loss, career relationship the the mental journey is the hardest but once you get there and you work on yourself and your well-being it's so much rewarding in the end yeah and you know let let's go back to that point where you were speaking about posting on facebook so you know going way back to the start of your journey did you have any anxiety of you know making that first post you know I, I did. I did. I, I I really did. I was very nervous about posting, be, you know, some before and after pictures of my journey and moving forward. I had a lot of haters. I had a lot of people um, try to bring me down, try to tear me down and try to assume that they knew my journey better than I knew it myself. Um, very judgmental people, um, not just people. I mean, a lot of the people came from my own town, which is very sad. I've known them for years, but you know, nobody knows my journey better than myself. 
And, you know, I shared what, you know, I do every day and, you know, my nutrition on my face group page and my group page that I run, I share, you know, ideas for, you know, everything on there. And when I first shared my journey, I was very, very nervous about it because I didn't know if I if I would have negative comments or positive feedback, I would hope that I would have had positive feedback, but not all of it was positive. A lot of it was negative, but now moving forward through my journey, um, I've had more positive feedback than I've ever gotten from, from people all over the world. Um, just wanting to, to know my journey, wanting to know what I eat, how I exercise, you know, how I deal with things mentally, how I think deal with things spiritually. So by putting my story out there, I have helped a num numerous amount of people. And that to me brings me joy versus any of the negative comments or messages that I've gotten through my journey. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I was at a podcast show here in Glasgow um, this week, and there was a, a therapist on there, psychotherapist, Ono Kane, um, man from Belfast, and he gave an interesting fact that over the course of the day for the, the human body, we have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts. Mm. And the percentage between 60 and 70% are negative. So if we try and be a wee bit more positive, you know, it's certainly going to help. Well, I have a lot of people ask me, you know, you wake up with so much energy. You're so full of positivity. How do you not get down moments? How do you not get down? How do you not get negative? I lived a life of negativity for as long as I can remember and it wasn't fun. I, you know, being negative is being miserable. And I always heard, you know, people who are unhappy, you know, hurt people. And I had to realize that through my journey that people weren't happy with themselves, which is why they were wanting to try to hurt me. You know, a lot of people have thought I've had cosmetic surgery and stuff because I don't look anywhere like, I don't look anything like I used to look. But, you know, someone can go through a journey and not have to have work done. And, you know, people don't realize that people think, oh, you know, there's so many doctors that can fix this and fix that and fix that. Not everyone requires that. And I am definitely not one that is against that. I don't believe in that for me, but if somebody wants to do something like that, then, you know, then that's their body. Let them go ahead and do it. I will support them. You know, I, I am all for, and whatever makes you happy. If, you know, if you feel you want to do something and it's going to make you happy, then go do that. But, um, you know, a lot of people have negative thoughts and I used to have a lot of negative thoughts, but, you know, along my journey, I had to weed out those negative thoughts because if I stayed negative for too long, I would never have lost the weight I did. I would never be where I'm at right now if I let negativity get to me. And so I wake up positive. I try to, to bring out something positive every day. You know, God wakes me, you know, in the morning. That is a positive thing because I get to live my, I get to live life again. I get to live another day. And um, to me, just being positive helps in, in such a, in such a big way. Yeah. And, you know, so 
let me put it in this perspective. So if I could ask you, what age do you actually feel now compared to before your weight loss? What now? I'm sorry, you compared so, to So what age do you feel? So like, oh. do you feel mid-20s, mid-30s? I am, I just turned 46 in February and I feel better than I did when I was 17 or 18 years old. Yeah. I, I feel I feel better than I did in my twenties and I, I I definitely feel better than I did in my thirties and early forties. I I feel like I've given be given another chance at life. And what others don't understand is when you start doing things in a different way, you start eating healthier, you bring better nutrition and you start exercising, focusing, you know, on taking care of yourself and taking your care of yourself for others. You know, I think it will come full circle. I think, you know, I, I've, I've not met one person who hasn't lost weight or a client of mine who hasn't lost weight that doesn't tell me they feel better, they sleep better, that they feel younger than they've ever felt before. Those are the kind of things um, that keep me positive too, because, you know, I look back at pictures, I look back at where I was years ago, and then I look at where I was, you know, many, many years ago, and I think to myself, you know, I feel so much better today at 46 than I did when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, any of those years. Yeah. And then, so let's talk about 2023. Obviously, we're halfway through the year. So what other fitness goals do you have this year or personal goals that you would like to achieve? Well, um, I'd like to to get up more mileage. Um, people ask me all the time, you know, do you have any races you want to race? Do you want to do marathons or um, ultra trail running? Do you want to do any of that? What are your goals? They ask me all the time. You know, eventually I would like to run a race or two. Um, I'm not into competing with anyone. I'm just basically competing with myself and doing my personal best because I enjoy the run. Um, you know, I would like to incorporate some more, you know, weight training. I would love to get into um, jujitsu, Muay Thai. I would love to be able to, to do that. I love um, UFC and boxing, and I'd love to be able to get into some of that um, now that I am, you know, fitter than I used to be. But that is something that I would like to try to do um, as far as my fitness goes and, um, you know, just staying on target and achieving what I have, you know, have achieved is is great. I always say if this is if this is all I get and this is all I do, then I am perfectly OK with it. But there will always be smaller goals and bigger goals that I want to obtain. I do want to gain some more muscle. I would love to to you know, have a little bit more muscle on me. Um, and if I just tone and stay where I'm at, I'm fine. But, you know, I would like to maybe take up some cycling and um, maybe, you know, get a bike and do some cycling as well. Yeah, no, good. It's good to have different goals, especially within health and fitness and personal life. Yes. So just before we round up, Dana, is there any questions that you would like to ask me? Um, no, I just, um, I appreciate you taking the time to interview me and asking me to be on your podcast, um, so that I can share light with other people, you know, who, who may be on the fence on a journey like mine, but, um, but yeah, I, um, 
I, I appreciate that. And I think you recently, did you recently get married? Did I Hey, see married or got engaged? uh, well, I moved into our house. We moved into our house recently, yeah. So we've we've been in our, our first house just over six months. So yeah, big commitment now. Yeah, well, congratulations on the move. Thank But, you. uh, but yeah, you know, life's full of changes, life's full of challenges. You know, we, the best thing is not to get too comfortable in life. Um, we, we always need to strive to work towards something that, um, that we think is not within reach and just go for it. I Yeah. think that's just amazing life. I think we just need to live and not exist and, and, um, live in the moment. And, um, cause you know, tomorrow's not promised, you know, we might not be here tomorrow. So why not live in the moment and, you know, love all we can and, um, do what we can while we're here today. Yeah, that's quite interesting because I've got a tattoo that says, remember yesterday, live today, hope for tomorrow. Oh yeah. That's a wonderful one to have. Um, so if people want to reach you on social media, um, can they do that? They can. I have a regular face group page. Um, I also run a face group page called Live Life Bold, Fabulous, and Fearlessly. It's a page I've put together to put recipes on, you know, put my daily journals on, my exercises. I'm also part of Runners Loving Running, the 6 a.m. run group, and David Goggins Souls on Facebook. And they can usually... Um, see my journey and see daily things from me on there as well. And, you know, hopefully I'll have a book, you know, sometime, hopefully within the next year or so, maybe. And um, maybe they'll, you know, be out there to buy my book. Yes, absolutely. No, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of No Excuses Real Inspiration hosted by Scott Marshall. So if you can, give me a wee follow on my YouTube channel, give me a wee follow on Spotify and you can give a wee listen to this on Apple and Amazon as well, as well as other social media platforms. Thank you.